the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. A little blues, jazz sound there for you. Good stuff back there, Jeff. Thank you. You're doing a great job. At 1235, State Representative Gary Click. He's a Republican from Vickery. He's going to join us. Representative Click will bring us up to speed on Save Adolescents from Experimentation. Acronym is SAFE. The SAFE Act that originally sought to stop chemical and surgical gender alterations to minor kids. Which, by the way, makes sense when you realize two things. Number one, the prefrontal cortex, you know, that part of your brain that's responsible for impulse control, decision making, that doesn't mature until you're about 25 or 26 years old. So allowing a minor to alter their bodies forever seems a little bit silly. And then two, <clears throat> the money clinics, health systems, and their lobbyists make from all of these gender surgeries and treatments and initiatives and how those profit-driven efforts are creating a massive amount of social and peer pressure in our schools, on social media, everywhere really, and how we're throwing our kids to the wolves by just letting it happen. We'll discuss that at 1235, but right now, this is the time slot where I am usually the guy on the phone talking with the Bruce Hooley about a plethora of things around the state of Ohio, but today... We have a treat for you. Instead of me on the phone, it's GOP strategist Bob Clegg. Bob, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show today. Hey, Jack. Well, how are you? Hey, I'm super fantastic. Any any day that I get to talk to Bob Clegg and we just get to freestyle, it's a treat. So thank you for making time for us today. My pleasure. Hey, so you know what? We'll volley this back and forth. I don't even know where to start. I've got I've got about three things on my on my radar and then we yeah. can throw some more on there. Uh, and we may even keep you after the break, depending on, you know, hopefully we can yeah. do that. Um, number one, since we just got off the phone with Bernie Marino, uh, uh-huh. let's talk about that, that U S Senate race in 2024. That's going to have shared Brown inevitably on the other side, yeah. unless Tim Ryan gets in the race or something crazy happens. Um, but first of all, how important is that race, that 24 U S Senate race? I'll start there. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's very important because uh, we do control the House of Representatives, thank God. And we saw this week what just being able to do with that, you know, has been able to accomplish for us. But uh, if we had the Senate also, I mean, hopefully we're going to win the presidency next year so that we can control the House, the Senate and, and the presidency and we can get some real changes done for this country what has to happen for us to control the senate ohio is in play yeah ohio's definitely in play um sherrod is beatable i've beaten him 
it's his only loss, but... <laughs> I was going to say, you beat him last. T- tell our listeners what you mean by that, because I don't think they know. Um, I mean, you're a strategist. Well, you was, operated behind the scenes a lot, so let them know. I, what... was, uh, I was campaign manager, actually, for Bob Taft when he ran for Secretary of State mm-hmm. against Sherrod Brown. Yep. And Sherrod Brown, at that time, was a two-term um, incumbent, Secretary of State. And uh, we beat him. And we based the whole campaign on... What a terrible job he was doing at Secretary of State. And it's one of those things that people really aren't aware of it until you make them aware of it. Uh, and we can do the exact same thing in 2024 with Jared. We can talk about how badly he's been doing as our U.S. Senator uh, in Washington, D.C. And we have a number of votes that we can point to. I mean, a ton of votes that we can point to of where he is voting the wrong way on on a lot of different things and he's voting against the majority of ohioans that's that's really the crux of the matter he is so far and he always has been i mean jared brown has been in elective office almost 50 years wow that's that's more than your lifetime yeah yes barely by the way i'm getting older bob (laughs) but yes but you know i've heard someone say real quick that yeah. He he positions himself as he's a Joe Manchin, but he's more like a Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you know what? One thing about Sherrod, he was very smart in that he, he started going down this populist road even before Donald Trump, yep. to be honest. Uh, and he's been able to play that populist thing uh, to re-elections. Now, the, the state of Ohio has changed a lot. Since, well, obviously, since he was first elected in office back in the 70s, but it's even changed quite a bit since he first ran for U.S. Senate back in 2006. And the state has become so much more red. And the other thing that's happened in that period of time is we don't, and not just in Ohio, but across the country, we don't have a lot of split ticket voting anymore. Uh, people used to vote for, like, a Republican for governor, and then a, a Democrat for U.S. Senate, or mm. Democrat for for U.S. president, and then a Republican for U.S. Senate. And that that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, so that's where um, Jared's going to have his biggest problem next year. In that, whoever our nominee is, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, whoever, is going to win Ohio handily, and it's going to be really, really tough for Jared to get them to just vote one way in that presidential race in a different way in the U.S. Senate. And I think Tim Ryan saw that um, last year in the gubernatorial race. I mean, Mike DeWine just killed Man Whaley. I mean, and, and Tim Ryan, even though he ran as a Republican and tried to fool everybody that he was one when he really wasn't, but he tried it and it didn't work because people knew better and they just don't split that way anymore. No split tickets. That's what I. That's what I take away. Let me ask yeah. you this, uh, and maybe this will kind of pivot into the presidential race. You said it doesn't matter if it's DeSantis or Trump uh, that uh, they're going to win Ohio handily. Who, who do you yeah. think wins by a bigger margin right now? Uh, Forty-five or Ron DeSantis or Vivek? I mean, I listen. I can't downplay Vivek particularly yeah, in Ohio. He's love, resonating. I love his story. I love Vivek's story. It's it's. A great story. Um, sort of 
similar to Bernie Marino's, but I'm not going to go there. I'll talk about the presidential right now. Um, you know what? It's going to be interesting because Trump will do it like Trump always does. He wins it by about eight points. Okay. Uh, DeSantis, who knows? He's never run statewide in Ohio before. Um, but I can see where it might be a very similar margin in that, where DeSantis may not get some of the votes that Trump gets from urban areas, let me say. Okay, whether that's um, white ethnic blue-collar voters, whether it's Hispanic voters, whether it's even African-American voters. Donald Trump does really well with African-American male voters. Yes, he He's does. He's got about 17%. Of the U.S. African male, African American male vote back in 2020, and um, where DeSantis may not do that well with those kind of constituencies that Trump does well, DeSantis does have the ability to do better in the suburban areas than Trump does. Uh, so I don't know if that one one offsets the other or not. Uh, I can't tell you. It's interesting. I, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of time left. Uh, Donald Trump's up big. Uh, of course, those numbers were big before DeSantis yep. came in. I'm sure he's going to narrow the margin. Um, but it sounds like, you know, in Ohio, particularly with the Senate race, it's going to come down to voter turnout. Basically, yep. I mean, who's going to get to the polls? So let me ask you this: You're a strategist. What do Republicans have to do differently in 24 than they did in 20 or 22 in order to get their people? and even some new people that didn't even know that they were their people, to the polls? Um, are you talking Ohio or nationwide? Let's do both, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, in, o- in Ohio, I don't think, to be honest, I hate this. I don't want to jinx us in any way, shape, or form. But I think in Ohio, we don't really have to do all that much um, to, to jack up our turnout. Um, you know, Trump... You know, Trump on the ballot just gets people out. Now, unfortunately, also gets people on the other side out, yep. too. Yep. Uh, but uh, nationwide, I think what we have to look at, obviously, are the states that matter. And it all gets down to Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia. Yep. And it's really concentrating on those areas. And it's making it... Uh, a referendum on the last four years of the Biden administration. We have to have to focus on how bad things have been for our country ever since Joe Biden took over as president. That's got to be our one and only message, and we have to hit on it constantly. And I, it's a message, you know, that I think works all over. Works in the suburbs. I think it works in the urban areas. It works everywhere because everyone has suffered under Joe Biden's presidency. Hey, uh, we've got a break coming up. Uh, Bob, can you stick with us until sure. after the break? Okay, great. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about this Senate race. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the budget deal and debt ceiling deal and who knows what. But join us. Uh, stick around on the other side of The Bruce Hooley Show. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, filling filling in for the Bruce Hooley. 
And uh, I am joined by Bob Clegg. He's a GOP strategist and uh, he's a friend. And we're chewing the fat today on several topics. Uh, and I'm going to get right back into it because I have a lot here. And uh, I appreciate yeah. our, our listeners being patient and you being patient for enter, you know, uh, entertaining all my questions. A um, couple of them for you. So yeah. let's remind, can you remind our listeners which U.S. Senate races need to be on their radar in this 24 election cycle? Because there are some key ones that will determine whether Republicans take back control of the federal government. Yeah, I think there's four okay. uh, really key Senate races around the country next year. Obviously, Ohio is one of those. Um, the other ones are uh, Montana, where John Tester is running for re-election. He won six years ago re-election in, in 2018 by a not very big margin. I think it was less than 1%. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be a very tough race. Montana, obviously, is a red state. He's a former governor, kind of like a Joe Manchin, only not even as moderate as Joe Manchin. Uh, so I think the senatorial committee is definitely going after that. The other one is Arizona. Kristen Cinema uh, is now a independent. She used to be a Democrat. The Democrat nominee is going to be a very liberal uh, congressman from Phoenix. Um, and and uh, I don't know who our nominee is going to be yet. Uh, but, I mean, that's one where it's going to be a, potentially a three-way split if Cinema uh, decides to run and run as an independent. Okay. Uh, and then um, uh, the final one is uh, which one? Now, remind me, which one is that? Oh, Ohio, West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, yes. Yeah, the obvious one. Yeah, we've been um, talking about Joe Manchin, and we just, poof, yeah, there we go. And, it's, and, and a polling just came out this week on the, that race, and the governor, Jim Justice, is running. Uh, Jim Justice is interesting. He ran six years ago, or he ran in, in 2018 uh, as, as for governor of West Virginia as a Democrat. And won, actually won. But then within that first term, he uh, switched parties to Republican because uh, I think he could see what was going on in West Virginia. So then he ran for reelection uh, in 2022 uh, last year as a Republican. And he has announced that he will be running against Joe Manchin. There is a congressman there, uh, Mooney, that's going to run, supposedly. But uh, Justice is beating him handily in the primary. And Justice is actually almost 20 points up on Joe Manchin in that race, in the head-to-head general. So um, I would not be all that surprised. Joe, Joe Manchin has said he will not announce his intentions of what he's doing next year until the end of this year. I think what he's going to do is not run again. Okay. Uh, and I think he's going to hold off as long as possible because he doesn't want to be acting as a lame duck in D.C., so he knows once he announces he's not going to run for re-election, the Democrats are going to drop him like a hot potato. That's right. That's absolutely right. If you were a betting man, do you think do you think the upper chamber flips in twenty four? Yeah, I mean, I thought it might. I thought it was going to flip this last time in twenty two, uh, and it obviously didn't. We actually ended up losing a seat. Um, I think. I think it, because of the presidential turnout in the states that we're talking about. Yep. Um, I, I think that. We'll definitely have three of those four that will flip. I really think Ohio, Montana, and West Virginia are, are the most likely uh, flippers because I think the Republican presidential candidate will win those three states handily. 
Well, let's look at Ohio then. Uh, you know, I talked to Bernie Moreno about this uh, yeah. several weeks back, and he said, Jack, the, the party needs to essentially consolidate, right? They, they need to get behind a couple of people, not have this six or seven person yeah. knock down, drag out, bloody expensive primary. And I thought, eh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if that's going to happen though. I think Warren Davidson's going to get in. Nope. Warren yeah. didn't get in. Frank yeah. LaRose, we're still waiting. He has not announced. Yeah. So we've got yeah. Matt, Matt Dolan and Bernie Marino. Yeah. Uh, who do you think gets in and who do you think wins the nomination and why? Well, if it's a head to head between Marino and, and Dolan, I think Marino wins it because not only does, does he have a J.D. Vance, uh, Senator J.D. Vance uh, endorsement, but I think there's going to be a Trump endorsement for Bernie Marino coming down the road. Um, even if it be, ends up being a three-way with Frank LaRose in there, I still think Bernie Marino will win with a Trump endorsement. Uh, the interesting thing about Warren Davidson, is, as we've talked about before, Jack, um, you know, he was the Club for Growth candidate. And yep. Club for Growth has been known to spend a lot of money in these primaries. Now, the question I have is, since Warren Davidson isn't running, is Club for Growth going to look for another candidate here in Ohio that they can back? And then my question is, is that Frank LaRose? Is that Matt Dolan? Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to play in, in Ohio or not. It's going to get very interesting very fast, I think. Yeah. Hey, Senator J.D. Vance, you mentioned him. He's endorsed Bernie Marino. He yeah. essentially called the, the Fiscal Responsibility Act a bill beyond saving. Uh, he voted against yeah. it. It passed 63 yep. to 36, nonetheless. Uh, if it was going to be stopped, it seems like the House would have been the place to yeah. do that. What do you? We've got about a minute and ten here. Yeah, about a minute. About a minute here. Uh, what do you make of all that? The, the bill and well, and the jockey. It, it was always going to pass. Uh, Joe Biden would have made sure enough Democrats, both in the House and the Senate, were there to, um, um, you know, make sure that it was passed. Uh, even if, if, if they needed more Democrat votes than Republican votes, they were going to get it passed. So it was going to pass. The interesting thing here in Ohio is all 10 of our congressmen, Republican congressmen, voted for it. Bingo. Which is very rare. Back in the day, my congressman, Jim Jordan, would have voted against that. But, you know, right now, is he become more of an established Republican? I don't know. But then as an established Republican in 2023 may be a lot different than established Republican was back in 2015 when he was leading the charge against uh, then-Speaker John Boehner. Um, you know, the party's changed, and maybe Jim Jordan's changed, too. So That is a very interesting assessment. Has he gone from, you know, maybe a little more right to more establishment? And frankly, when you look at somebody in Ohio, you look at Governor Mike DeWine, uh, probably more moderate or establishment, clobbered his opponent last time. So Ohio's yep. red, uh, but maybe moderate red folks do better. Interesting interesting assessment. Nonetheless, Bob Clegg, you're a blessing. Thanks for joining us today on the Bruce Hooley Show. Well, Let's do it again you, sometime Jack. soon, okay? All right. Talk to you later. All Bye-bye. right. That's Bob Clegg. I'm Jack Windsor. I'll be back with you on the other side of this break, and we are going to have State Representative Gary Click. He's going to talk to us some, about some important stuff. So uh, stick with us. Talk to you in a few. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.